Hello everyone and welcome to the Sunday morning writing session with Steve, Nick Byard, the show that tells you who aren't badly. My name is Nick Byard, I'm a stand-up comedian based in Reading, I'm the promoter of Matrix Comedy, a comedy club based in Reading, and I'm a host of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello everyone, oh how smooth was that? Hi guys, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, so my name is Nick Bard. I'm the host of Mates Rates Comedy. I'm the host. I'm not the host of Mates Rates Comedy. Carl's the host of Mates Rates Comedy. I am the promoter of Mates Rates Comedy in Reading. I stand at Comedy Club based in Reading. I'm a comedian. Uh, and yeah, I'm the host of this show. Thank you so much for joining us today. This show is all about how art is for everyone and how anyone can benefit from it. It's very easy to lose touch with art as you get older. You might, you know, you might stop doing it. As a kid, you're like, I'm going to do art. Then you're like, I'm not going to do art. I'm going to work in an office and uh, help the government have a line on roads. That's what I'm going to do with my life. But then what can I think, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be your job. You're bigger than your job. You can be more than that stuff. That's what this show is about. It's about how art can make your life bigger, make your life better. And at any level as well. Like I think, you know, we're all caught up in this idea. To benefit from art, you have to be this fucking billionaire genius. But actually, you don't have to be a genius to benefit from art. You can do swing dancing. You can dance badly. You'll still have a better life from it. You can draw badly. You'll still have a, a great experience from it. That's that's the message of the show. We're trying to, to push down that art is for everyone. Anyone can benefit from it. And it's for you. If you can do it really well, brilliant. If you can make money off it, brilliant. But don't let this this idea that art has to be perfect uh, stop you from getting the real the real benefits from it. So that yeah, that's what that's what this show is all about. We're going to talk to people. We're going to talk to artists on the frontier of the UK's creative industry. We're going to learn about what learn about what makes them tick. We're going to learn about their writing process. I'm not coming from this as a guru. I'm coming from this as someone who wants to learn himself from from these people you know i'm going to find out a bit about how they produce material a bit about what makes them tick and and together we can go on this journey and we we can grow as artists and people and it's it's going to be awesome so thank you so much for joining uh, joining the show today thank you for joining graham thank you for joining gareth thank you for joining matt my brother oh my brother's out there cool yeah, my, shout out to Matt. I know that Matt uh, Matt listens to this while painting Warhammer forty thousand. So, so um, so yeah, good on you. I hope those Space Marines win. Uh, that oh, that doesn't sound patronising. I didn't mean to sound patronising. Uh, anyway, anyway, let's not get into this. I'll just be in my own head for a long time. Maybe Matt can share in the comments if he found that patronising or not. <laughs> that, that'd be funny. That would be terrible. Uh, right, okay, so look. How this show works is I do a bit of a monologue. I'll tell you what's going on with me. Then I'll talk to Carl. We'll talk about what we've written this week and then we'll interview some guests. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what's going on with me? Right, well, look, this this isn't a political podcast, but I am a political person. And, look, I've been thinking about this. Uh, I'm going to forget a bloody name. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I've been thinking about this woman all week and I can't remember the name. Um Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Everard. I've been thinking about her. It's not really believable if I don't remember the name, but I ha- I've been thinking about this Sarah Everard lady, this 
poor woman who's been like killed basically all week and it's made me sick to the stomach and it makes me feel sad and and then I look at the news this morning and it, it looks like so this, this woman's been like she's been killed apparently like the evidence suggests it it likely is this off-duty policeman that's killed her and then these women in London want to have a peaceful vigil and then the, the police show up and start beating them up and putting them in vans and stuff. It's like, uh, what's going on? I mean, like, it, you know, I'm not someone who, I'm a, I'm an ex-civil servant and I'm proud to work for the civil service. So I'm not someone who's like, let's, let's, you know, let's fuck the police. I'm, I'm not that guy. I, you know, this is, this is one of the things that just, I disagreed with my, my friends in the anarchist movement about they were they were you know culturally opposed to police well i'm you know i think that there should be i think there's a place for them they're here to protect us but this this looks terrible i mean you i mean i mean from the outset of it it looks like one of the, one of these guys has done this terrible thing and then his colleagues have shown up and then uh, then you know beating up the, the women being heavy-handed with with his colleagues being heavy-handed with people having a peaceful vigil against it I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm not, I'm not educated. I'm sure there's stuff going on, but on the face of it, it doesn't look good. It makes me feel pretty angry. You know, like you know, like earlier this week, one of my one of my friends was talking about this thing, and she made a post about it, uh, and some bloke made a big like, oh, it's not all men, blah blah blah. And then she had to come out. She it, she then felt she had to come out with the fact that she was a She's a victim of of abuse. Anyway, fucking hell, this is not a good way to start a, a light morning podcast, is it? But I mean, it's what's on my it's what's on my mind, and and it just makes me feel angry and sad. And I, I think I don't I don't know what needs to be done. I think I think maybe people like me need to shut up and just listen to women and let them, you know, take the lead and then just help them how best we can and try and be self reflectors of reflective as well. Like I know that I have definitely been uh, someone who's, you know, not been perfect. I've definitely done beta male sexism when I was younger. And and we all, you know, we grow up in a patriarchal society. We all need to think and grow and try and be better and listen to people. But I just like, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just sad. And I think people need to listen to the women who are telling and let them tell us what to do and then do it <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a stance i don't know if that's a stance oh dear i hope people I, i'm not just trying to come across like as some woke like progressive person who thinks he knows better and you know what's the boss you all around that's not what this is about but yeah i just i just feel sad about it i just feel sad about it and and what happened last night seems particularly uh crazy but and it shouldn't be happening. I mean, the police should be protecting us. I, that's how I see it. I, like, you know, like it was an illegal protest. You know, it's just they weren't they weren't hurting anyone. Most of the evidence is that that COVID doesn't spread outside. I mean, I don't see. It just it just feels like it feels like they've decided they don't like this protest and they've just been heavy handed with it. But. That said, I have no idea because I don't know any of the details. But it looks bad, and it looks like it looks like the women have. It looks like it's like salt on the wound. You know, you want to come out and show something, and then these 
the, the establishment comes and beats you up. I don't know. Anyway, what else is new with me? <laughs> let's, let's not, we need to have a pod. This is a light podcast, so we should have a light tone. Um, what's new with me? I did, I did a gig last night. I think it went quite well. Um, to be honest, I didn't, I could have prepared better for it. It's one of those things where like you do, um, I've done it before and I thought there might have been repeat audiences. So I tried to do some new material and some of the new material did really well, which is really encouraging. But it wasn't as polished as it usually is. And it's quite weird doing stand up to a, a camera. Uh, it's just it just feels odd. So it was a bit it was a bit strange, the whole thing. But it was good. And, and you know, when you do a new joke and that new joke does really well in a weird environment, you're like, well, that is that joke is a keeper. So that it, that's I mean, I got a lot of really positive stuff out of it. And also just it was just really nice to see other to hang out with other comics on zoom like jamie d'souza who was there who we had last week he's just he's just a lovely bloke he's just a humble man uh and my friend kitty speed was was brilliant was like she did a set that was just great it had singing she, she's so good she's so good uh brilliant act uh keep an eye out for her she's gonna be on the podcast soon and and again all the other the other acts were good too it, and and good to see good to see some faces on the circuit you know it's it's funny you see these people on facebook and 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 sort of out there so it's it's nice to nice to bump into bump into them and and the organizer is a lovely guy and we we raised some money for mine so i guess i can i can feel good about myself uh for that um and yeah so that that's all good um oh happy mother's day everyone i'll be calling my mum later don't forget to call your mum health and safety warning right well look on that note we've you know shall i introduce my co-host he's a brilliant guy he's a he's a funny man uh he's my business partner he's he's the host of mates rates comedy and yeah he's a good writer and a good guy so yeah welcome welcome to the podcast carl richard keeping it light this morning nick how you doing mate I'm all right. I said you're keeping it light this morning, are you, Nick? I know, I know, I know. I feel I can't. It's one of those things where I'm like, it should be light. I know it's it's a bit like. Uh, it is really difficult. I I know I know exactly what you mean because I you know I'm going to be recording my podcast later to come out uh, on a Monday evening. My podcasts are generally full of like dirty dick jokes. I'm like, oh, you know, the, the, <laughs> what, yeah. what do I do here? You sort of you if you do a weekly podcast, you are meant to kind of comment on what's going on. Yeah, we're the we're, we're the real victims. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, that's not what I meant. No, no, I know, I meant. sorry. That was that was that was so that was so that's such an easy uh, such an easy hack. <laughs> no, shot. dude, I fucking I lit that goal straight in, man. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't not. I could not say that if I didn't say that. I would just I would I had to hand in my comedy card and and just go back to, oh, to writing... yeah <laughs> go back to writing letters about roads um yeah. no Shut up, um, white man with a podcast but um but yeah no, <laughs> is this part of the problem i hope not i'm i really i don't know i'm I, let's if we get into that existential thing <laughs> we've got we, we're gonna try and yeah let's stop let's not <laughs> just be nice to each other okay yeah yeah but the the, the like I mean, we, ha we have to talk about it. I mean, we don't. I don't want the whole show to be about it, but it's it's just you, you can't ignore it because it and it's yeah. Anyway, 
keep it light. Keep it light, Nick. Let's not. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think is I have nothing to add. I've not done the research. I've no analysis. All I have is just sadness and trying to be humble. I mean, <laughs> no one wants to watch that. <laughs> you do, you do it well, my friend. You do it well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you, how are you doing this week, mate? Yeah, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. Yeah, carrying on. You know, it's not a. Uh... <laughs> last hour of school is taking a long time, isn't it? Yeah, the last hour is that's a good way of putting it. I, I yeah, said it last it week, but I'm gonna say it, it still feels like it's like the whole month is like an an hour of school. Yeah, you know, and not to, not to sort of keep bringing it back to the horrible news, but also we've had such a crazy twelve months where it's not it's been lockdown, but it's also been horrific news after horrific news. We hadn't actually had a horrific news story in a while either. Mm. And then you're like, oh, we're not, we're not out of this. That's, that's I know, yeah, you start, you we start to feel positive, and then this, this stuff, um, this stuff happens. Um, I, it's, it's funny. I'm not going to mention the friend, but I did. I tried to talk to one of my friends about this, and and like, but they're like a lawyer, <laughs> so I was like, I've read all the Instagram posts and like read all the articles. And then I was talking to them about it and I was like, oh, I've got my points that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be an ally. And then they just like dissected my argument. And then I felt like I lost and I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> they just go pure strategic law speaking. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to help the cause, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm not an idiot, but I'm, I'm just trying my best. And they're, and they're not, uh, then I know, I don't know. Let's not go into all this stuff. But anyway, but yeah. Like, okay, look, Charlie. I feel sorry for Nicole. He's going on first. He's going to have to have to like salvage this. <laughs> it's like, so, uh, what's the writing process? Uh, Nicole Allen. Oh, Nicole going on first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, look, let's. Um, well, look, we got some great guests for you today. We've got Nicole Allen, who is a, a brilliant musician and a real pillar of the the Reading uh, artistic community. And then later we have John Matthews who's a stand-up comedian and is kind of a, a force in his own right, really. He's um, He started this thing called People's Comedy, which is a really unique comedy night and re- really special. Um, but uh, So, yeah, we've got some really good guests here today. Well, look, Carl, Carl shall I do some of my material? Um, do it. Yeah, okay. What have I written? I've written, uh, I'm the guy in the group of friends who doesn't want your free hug because there's no such thing as a free hug. And even if there is, I want a hug that's been earned through years of trust and companionship. <laughs> I need to deliver it like that if I do that. Uh, it's, yeah, wasps, like, they're not afraid to stand up for themselves. Uh, they like beer. It's tragic, really. In a world where they weren't trying to eat my smoked salmon sandwich, we could be friends. Uh, liking relationships too much, that's a red flag for me. Do, do you just not know how to cook or do you just like bossing working class people around, making them fetch things for you? <laughs> that, that did really well last night. Incredibly. That, I was so happy with that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's some other stuff. But uh, I, uh, uh, what else have I written? Um, oh, yeah, I enjoyed ABBA the other day. Uh, Nightmare. I've hated that band for the last 10 years. Suddenly I find myself humming along to Mamma Mia. At what point do I get to know me? <laughs> so, 
So yeah, we're going for ex- existential comedy this week. <laughs> uh, great. I really like the restaurant one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. I, I'm proud of that one. Yeah, I was like, I didn't realise that was good. It was not, it's quite nice when you do a joke and you don't realise it's good and then it does well. And you're like, oh, that that has that, that resonates with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful feeling. And and it, but the victim is that I'm an idiot. <laughs> that seems to be <laughs> the theme of these sets. Um, Carl, what have you written anything this week? I've got, uh, I suppose, a little something I could do quick. Yeah. Bear with me. You know, I've been trying to rejiggle my set around. Yeah. Uh, um, me and my girlfriend, we have these really honest conversations. Like the other day, she asked me, do you ever think about moving to another country all by yourself, just starting a new life? I said, yeah, do you? She said, yeah, I'd go Australia. Where would you go? I said, I'd go to New York. She said, well, maybe one day we'll break up and live the dream. <laughs> I said, yeah. And she said, hey, don't agree with me. <laughs> There you go, have that one. What I like about <laughs> that is I can really imagine you and Chelsea having that conversation together. I mean, it pretty much went exactly like that. I mean, I've made it a little bit more comedic friendly, but... Yeah, you've got to cut out the extra words. Yeah. The essence is definitely true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's nice. Well, let's have a quick look at some of the comments. So we've got... Uh, oh yeah. So okay. So we, Graham um, told me basically not to. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I accidentally introduced uh, Liz Guterbot by um, by calling her a cunt, uh, which we all laughed about. Uh, but Graham's told me not to do that again, which is I, I think very sensible and good good advice there. So thank you, Graham. And yeah, no, don't worry. I'm on, I'm not going to um, insult anyone uh, accidentally. Have you got like a little um, post-it note by your laptop that says don't call the guest a cunt just to like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, written, I've just written it on my notepad. <laughs> and then the, the guest, the, the, the audience tell me not to do that in the, the note, in the um, in the chat, so that's good. They're trying to help uh, Sorry, Carl? They're trying to help you. Yeah, they need, they, I need it, to be honest. <laughs> and then we've got morning, morning from Gareth, morning from my brother. Uh, although we may yet get detention... Yeah, we probably we probably will. We're on track for detention, I think. Yeah, they're the comments today, Carl. We we may get uh, attention. Did, detention. Detention. I was I talking about us being in the last year of school. Oh right, okay. The last hour of <laughs> yeah, school. Okay, so we yeah, okay. Yeah, get... True. It's it's yeah. like people are having banter with what we're saying, but and it's like quick retorts, and then like two we're minutes after the joke, I'm like, five oh, minutes later, <laughs> someone made this joke. That would have been that was witty at the time. <laughs> that was witty seven minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, look, okay. Well, let's introduce our first guest of the show. So I've given her a bit of a, a write-up, but let, let's uh, let me tell you a bit about her. So she's a, she's a breading musician. She hosts the open mic night at the Butler, which is a really good open mic night, like really welcoming to everyone. Nicole is a big part of the reason for that she if you do that gig she makes you feel welcome she makes you feel safe she builds up the audience and, and builds energy in the room and on top of that she's a brilliant artist so i mean that's a great event and she is is a great artist and a real asset to reading i think which is what this this podcast is about so look um that, that's really well. great voice yeah 
uh, asked to unmute, stop it. Let's, can we please welcome to the, the podcast, Nick Ireland. Hello. Nicole, <coughs> hey. Hi. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me on. How, how are you doing? Yeah, it gave me a reason to put my makeup on today, so I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put any on today, so you're, you're doing better than the rest of us. You don't need any, it's fine. Oh, that's, oh this is so good for my self-esteem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Nicole, so you're, you're a musician. Um, how, is that how you primarily would define yourself as an artist? Maybe tell me a bit about yourself. Yeah, um, well, obviously I perform and I run my open mic nights for everyone, um, but main sort of goal really is songwriting ah awesome and what sort yeah. of things do you write songs about i don't know i mean it could be about <laughs> anything really um it depends because i do a lot of co-writing with quite a few amazing artists so it depends on it doesn't necessarily have to be personal it can be about anything if you're in a bad mood you write about someone who's in a bad mood or if you're in a happy mood i mean it's hard to write a happy song because you know life's a bit depressing but (laughs) (laughs) um but no i mean it could be about anything um i try and be as fluid as possible um while co-writing because obviously everyone's got different styles some are jazz some are country some are rock pop so you know the story either goes with a melody or a title or someone's come up with a line so you build around that so it doesn't necessarily have to be about one thing it could be about well, that's great. And that's awesome. Well, maybe let's get a bit into that. So so when you're writing songs, uh, maybe maybe we can do it. Tw- maybe we can look it in two ways. So when you're writing songs as by yourself and for yourself, uh-huh. and then maybe we can think about doing it uh, cooperatively. But when writing songs for yourself, how do you how do you go about doing that? How do you get this stuff out? Um, um, well, writing for myself, I mean, it could just be. I mean, I've got my phone on me all the time and the amount of dodgy voice clips I've got on my phone because I've come up with an idea. Um, so it could just be someone said something, I'll go, oh, I'm stealing that. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, I mean, the best ideas are the ones that have been copied and made better, I think. Yeah. But no, but um, but yeah, um, and in the sense of getting them out there, now that's a bit tricky. I mean, you've got all the sort of social media platforms um but the the social media is so jam-packed with the same thing mm. as in like people trying to get the same attention and whatnot so you'll find that one song will do a lot better than another one but then i mean it's all about networking really and just keep pushing to try and find the right person to get that song possibly published or so is, is your maybe so when you're writing songs i mean mm. you've you've said something that a lot of people say and i don't think we said enough that you have something you can record your ideas on and you mm. make a note of it and you no matter whether it's good or bad you put it out there it, mm. is is it is that what it's like for you it's all about capturing those moments and then you you kind of come back to it and edit it is that is that how it would, it's a bit like um yeah i mean I, I i'm i'm my worst critic i will edit my song over and over and over and over again and it's a, it's a bit like a painting. sounds like you could be a comedian Nicole. Well, <laughs> well, I have I been told I'm a bit funny, but um, with that, with that I, attitude, you'll fit right in. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could do comedy. I mean, I'm all right when I'm not getting paid for it, but I think yeah. I'd be a bit well, nervous. I mean, I mean, you, you're a brilliant musician, so I'm not, you know, you, 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 I mean, by all means, do it if you want to do it, but like, uh, comedy you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying everyone has to, I'm, I'm, and I'm, yeah, but anyway. 
so when so when you're like helping co-write songs what how does that usually work um well well at the moment it's over zoom and other platforms um to try and get as less delay as possible so you can try and sing together but it doesn't normally work but um so what we've been doing is a few of the reading artists and myself have been zoom calling and then trying to build their repertoire up so there's a few of the cover artists that they have they want to songwrite but they don't know where where to go about it or how to start so what we've been doing is sort of starting off with the way they're feeling what they've been thinking of what's been going on and then maybe coming up with like a a title around that and then building on that um (laughs) words or the music everyone's different so personally i start with the words because i was i've I've been singing a lot longer than i've been playing guitar so for me it's more the words and the melody in my head and then i try and translate that on the guitar but for example scampi who are a duo in reading uh david who it doesn't he does sing but he's more harmony so he starts with the guitar because he's more comfortable with the guitar and he can get his ideas out of his mind on his guitar so we'll start with the melody Um, And then you've got people that also, they'll start with just a title or they'll start with a phrase or a chorus. People sometimes start with a chorus and then build the verses around it. Um, So there's no right or wrong way of doing it, really. It just depends on what people are comfortable with or how they want to start it, really. Once you started it, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, if everyone's the same, it'd be a bit boring, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, exactly. Um, That's yeah. awesome. Um, and so, so say I wanted to be a musician. Say I was like, I've always wanted to be a rock star, or I've just always wanted to give it a go, and I didn't have a no, an idea how to approach it. That person who is, you know, who's probably watching it right now. What What would your advice be to someone who just doesn't know how to approach this? When you well, as not the songwriting as a musician, you mean? Well, yeah, being a musician, or or maybe they want to write songs as well. Well, just go for it. I mean, the the best thing to do is dive in. It doesn't matter how good you are. That's why I love my open mic nights, because, you know, there's no, I don't audition everyone before Mm. they can, it's just anyone can go on, because if you don't try, you don't know. And, and it's building up. The main thing with anything is confidence. Mm. You need to build Mm. that confidence up, because if you can show that you're confident in your material, your material come across good. You know, it doesn't matter how bad you are. You could be, if you're, if you believe in what you're doing, it will come across. I mean, some singers that are famous today, they can't really sing, but they have that entertainment factor that just captures the audience. So sometimes it's not necessarily being the most talented, it's being the most confident with your material and Mm -hmm. making that come across. That's great. That's most, maybe the truest thing that maybe have been said thus far on this podcast is it really is about you believing in your stuff and other people will believe in your stuff. Yeah. But it does. It that can be simplified. Oh, much. yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're, we're, we're quite lucky in a way that we we are able to to actually go worldwide on the Internet so mm-hmm. we can got all these platforms and there is going to be an audience for every single genre of comedy mm-hmm. of music there's going to be someone people out there that like it so the fact that so you can just be yourself and there are going to be people out there that like it so you don't have to be 
change your music to pop because that's what's in mm. the charts at the moment. You don't have to change your comedy to be a bit like Peter Kay because he's on mm. TV at the moment. You can be yourself and there's an audience there now. Whereas before you had to sort of fall in line with what was with what was modern at the time. Yeah, now we need you to find our niche, can't we now? Yeah, definitely. And I found that the more niche you are, the better chance of you actually building an audience because Mm. people will search for for example myself I'm a modern country singer mm. uh, when I perform so they'll put modern country and they'll have everyone from the US but then there's a small percentage of the UK mm. so if they go on the UK they'll find me there somewhere out of a mm. short list of people well, short list of people you know what I mean yeah. um, and the same with comedy like if it's like really dark sense of humor they can the more niche you go the easier it is for people to find you your people That's are great. out there yeah yeah what what i what i like about the open mic you run is that it's really welcoming to everyone and and it, and it's because because sometimes sometimes i don't know if you find this but sometimes there's a little bit of tension between the comics and the musicians at these things I tried for I that not to happen. And that's what I feel like. That I think that's what you've achieved. You've managed to create an environment where everyone is welcome and, and, and there isn't any tension between the comics and the No, there shouldn't be. At the end of the day, it doesn't say musicians open mic night. It doesn't say comedy open mic night. It's an open mic night. So how, how do you go about creating this really welcoming atmosphere? Uh First thing to do is introduce everyone to each other. No one's bigger or better than anyone. You all know each other, so you just get on with it and you'll be nice. If you're nasty, then hit the road. <laughs> yeah, lovely. <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, as soon as you break the ice by introducing people and creating like a community network, then that sort of clickiness in groups fades away because you've spoken to that person you know they're not scary, they're just normal like everyone else, so everyone can get on. I think you've done a really good job of that at your open mic mm. night, and, and oh, me and Cole up. both have noticed that. So, mm. yeah, you're doing a great job with that. Um, well, uh, do you have any big projects you want to tell us about, Nicole? Um, yes, I'm recording some original music at the moment. Mm. So there will be a launch date. Um, also, follow me on my stuff, Nicole Allen 95 so, well, uh, well, look, well, maybe, maybe let's. What's what are you recording? What's this music you're recording at the moment? Can you tell well, me a bit my, about? Or is it? Yeah. Or is it Secret Squirrel? No, no, no. It's um, it's well, it's my own original songs. Some are brand new, so they've not been heard unless you've been tuning into my lives on Thursdays and Fridays from nine pm. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> nice uh, plug. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's all original stuff. I've got a wonderful producer, Amari Johnson, who's based um in Slough uh working with me so hopefully when we come out of lockdown not far after i'll be doing a launch event and we'll be getting all that out there so where will, you where guys will that have be? to come oh, i have yeah. Yeah. i have to find a venue first oh that's that's always the issue isn't it <laughs> yeah sod it we're just going to field i've got a pa it's fine yeah if you just turn pa up enough yeah you'll, you'll be great okay so all so right. how how can people find you so you mentioned it earlier but let's just make it super clear for everyone in the audience Yep, it's Nicole Allen ninety five on Facebook, Instagram, and all the other ones. So and um, yes, nine o'clock Thursday you, and Friday. Got... Awesome. Well, look, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you at an open mic sometime. 
Yes, yes, you've got to come down. You're amazing. You guys are yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll see. And obviously, we'll, we'll we'll try and support your your launch event as well. Once we have the once the deep, you have a venue and all that sorted out. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be posting it on my page. I'm keeping everyone up to date. So as soon as I know, you'll know. Lovely. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Well. Bye. Bye. I do uh, highly recommend checking out her live streams as well. They are they're, they're really good. Uh, you yeah. Amount of people who do live stream stuff on facebook and it's so easy to like scroll past stuff i one day i did actually check out uh nicole's thing and i was like what did go up and sing it was really good yeah yeah it's great uh and and we we're just lucky to have her in reading i think uh, it's it's people it's people like nicole that make a town a nice place to be who mm. you know who put themselves out there and get different people to talk to each other uh and yeah it's, it's a it's... lovely environment for us weirdos to do our <laughs> to, to do our shit yeah Basically. exactly yeah we, you, you need people like that working on the front lines of of, of pubs <laughs> to, yeah. to build these lovely environments to or make that happen pubs of the local area <laughs> yeah yeah that's how it can only happen in pubs well look, let's uh oh let's have a look at the what have we got in the comments then so we've got <laughs> seven minutes ago is the story of my life <laughs> that's good oh and then gareth has laughed at that that's nice most of us comics are doing great at doing it when we're not being paid for it in fact it's almost essential very true carl's put fake it till you make it yep that's a, i mean that's a good way of summarizing it and then graham has put as a fellow host of an open mic that policy of trying to stop cliques and introducing people is spot on well i mean there, there we go you know that's a that's some great advice we've got some advice for for artists but also for, for creating events for people and yeah, it's good. It's good to see. I want our communities to come together as much as possible. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> it's, it's social engineering. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, come okay. Together. Sorry. Right now. Yeah, yeah. All whole hands that, and <laughs> uh, and seeing feed the world. That that's that solves all the problems, doesn't it? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, they had it bang on in the sixties, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Really yeah, that history ended in the 60s, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happened since then. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for hippies. Um, okay, well, uh, on the subject of hippies, uh, our next uh, ne <laughs> what a, what an introduction. Like Timing. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, I'm wearing my you. poncho and everything. <laughs> John Matthews, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good. It's good to be here. I just want to say, Nick, your wasp joke earlier about yeah. in another world you'd be friends. I was cackling away. This oh, week. thank I thought you, it was John. Really, really good. Really nice joke. Oh, that's so nice. So good to get a good fever. Oh, that's well, thanks, John. Well, look, John, so you're, you're, you're great. Um, we we got another event organizer here, but also a great musician. A great musician. You're not a musician, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I dabble, but not really. Oh, okay, he's a musician. <laughs> <laughs> so professional a great comedian and apparently a musician and also an author um so uh i've kind of described you what you are as an artist but john how would you define yourself as an artist um well yeah the comedian kind of is is the main thing uh, although it hasn't been obviously for the last year but uh like i think the writing i'm really into the writing aspect of comedy so like i will and, you know, some people say that it's kind of 10% writing, 90% performing. Some people say it's like the other way around. I'm much more kind of on the latter. I believe that, that good writing makes good comedy. I, performance is important. But for me, uh, the writing is the, is the main bit. 
Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I've always kind of dabbled in kind of short stories and stuff. So during the first lockdown, I kind of started writing a little sort of mini novel, a novella, um, which is I'm kind of in that that rest phase on it now before I kind of go back and edit it. But um, I'm quite pleased with how it's how it's come out, and I kind of look forward to kind of. Well, let me tell. What let's tell me that. more about that. What is what is this novella you put together, John? Well, I I went through a phase um, of reading a lot of like H.P. Lovecraft, um, kind of like his monster stories, mm. and um, a lot of it's all about kind of atmosphere and strange places. And uh, I wanted to do something with kind of like a fictionalized version of where I grew up. Mm. Um, kind of like this sort of village on the edge of the new forest so I kind of made kind of a Lovecraftian kind of thing but kind of minus the racism basically. (laughs) I was waiting for for that elephant in the room to be acknowledged (laughs) but that sounds great. Yeah so um, it's kind of like Lovecraft world but set in a a British uh, village really so it's hopefully kind of quite fun but we'll sort of see really. (laughs) Are you the main character? Um I think to some extent, but I think it's a projection of where I saw myself or who I wanted to be kind of sort of maybe 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'd left uh, the village um, for, you know, to go to uni and then I came back, which is kind of the character in the story has left and come back. And it was, it's kind of an exaggerated version of those sort of thoughts and feelings really. That's awesome. And so when putting rice in this, um, this, this novel, how, how do you go about that? How 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 do you write a book, John? <laughs> well, um, yeah, good good one. <laughs> I think step one. <laughs> I think um, this sounds really. So the big difference between comedy writing and 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 for me any other kind of writing is that I feel like in, when it comes to comedy writing, you kind of like you almost painstakingly go over every word because in comedy every word you know, it can carry an emotional weight that can alter the way a joke goes. Mm. So I think that, um, you know, in comedy, you, you will, you know, you'll sometimes be like, this word is ruining this joke for me. I need to change it. Mm. Um, Whereas when sort of doing, I mean, I guess that might maybe true of songwriting as well. Uh, Anything where you're trying to get an emotional response, um, like in the moment, but with, kind of like the the longer form kind of like the novel writing I found that I've just got to get it out and Mm. it's like I I will do a sort of session and I will write like as much as I can um to get that next idea on paper and it doesn't matter if it's rubbish Mm. because that's what editing is for Mm. um and the hardest part of kind of like long form writing is actually that just that process of getting it on the paper kind of going over it afterwards and editing you can do that hundreds of times and, and produce something kind of much much better but you've just I call it the ugly first draft mm. and you've just got to get it out and so you're kind of building a skeleton by just writing for a long time that that basically does what you want to do with the story yeah. or narrative and then once you've got that you you can then play around with it and make it good yeah so I'll kind of set myself a goal really it's like I'm going to sit down for a couple of hours I don't do it by time or by words, which I know some people do. I do it by sort of like ideas. And I'm just going to write for as long as it takes, as many pages as it takes to get this character to this place, mm. um, whether, you know, emotionally, physically, whatever. And so, and then, you know, then you can go back to it. Then you can go back and edit it. Whereas with comedy, a lot of comedy is about t- individual turns of phrase. It's about 
kind of that painstaking look at individual little bits mm. okay well let's have a let's have a talk about that so when when writing comedy i mean you've touched a bit on how it's different but how how would you go about writing jokes what what's um I think, is, is it particularly different yeah i think we've i mean some jokes are like inspired like mm. you just they almost like appear in your head fully formed i know um it's and nice that, when that happens oh they're the best they're, <laughs> and, uh, well they're not always the best they're, used, they're, they're often better than what you've actually written you're always annoyed with them yeah so yeah so you're like oh where did that joke come from and then <laughs> i mean i find that then i like i google it Oh, just yeah, to make sure true. I haven't stolen it, or like, and and sometimes you're, and so I've had jokes I've written. I'm like, I've googled it. I've I've looked. I'm like, I can't believe someone else hasn't thought of that. Yeah, you know, so it's simple. Th- like someone else must have done this. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and and it's so difficult to do, and especially because of like going to open mics and going to stuff that you know necessarily hasn't made its way online in a written form. I think it's quite easy to absorb jokes by osmosis. A earworm of a joke, and it's sort of mm. got in there. No. Yeah. yeah, Robin Robin Williams used to do that, didn't he? Not that I'm saying I'm Robin Williams, but like he would he would go he would go to open mics and then um be laughing by the first hardest person laughing at the jokes. And then people would see him on like Letterman telling those jokes. Did he do a lot of riffing, wouldn't he? Well that's what that was his kind of excuse that he would do something. Yeah, and also he that. he's actually seen as a good example of how you deal with that situation because then he would he would overpay the comics for that joke. Yeah. that he accidentally stole so he's mm. not a hundred percent perfect but he would be like you get a big check in the post basically from robin williams which is you know yeah sorry yeah we're all robin williams um, so, but, so but when you don't when you <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I love getting my comedy history anecdotes in there uh, this is, Good. i've not heard I've that read, before actually so it's very interesting yeah 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 well i mean yeah there's loads of anyway uh, i've read books um so yeah um john like john so when obviously you're not inspired how would you how do you go about writing jokes what how do you approach that um i think sometimes there's a, a subject i really want to tackle um or and, and i'll kind of like read a little bit about it and i'm kind of looking for maybe like a commonly used phrase or like a comparison i'm quite into like metaphor so quite often if there's like a situation so i've been writing this thing about like boris johnson's roadmap Mm. and comparing it to um like basically kind of adolescence and growing up and how like you know we're suddenly you know there's going to come this point where we're allowed to go to the park with friends mm. and then we yeah, we'll get to go play football and then we'll be able to start drinking in mates gardens and then it's like um suddenly we'll be allowed to go to the pub and then milestones yeah so i'm working kind of on something at the moment kind of making that comparison drawing that comparison between the two that I hope that when live comedy starts, I can kind of use. Mm. Um, because I, I, I've not been doing online gigs, which I, I, I'm i not sure. <laughs> I regret a little bit now because I feel like I'm going to go back re- extremely rusty. Mm. Um, but that's okay. Um, so like sometimes it's kind of like I've looked for a situation and, and then I'm looking for kind of a metaf- metaphorical comparison. Sometimes I'll hook onto a turn of phrase that's being used um, like a lot. And I feel like that can be really beneficial. Mm. Um, yeah, and then just, I don't really know. It's very, very hard to explain, but. Those are really good writing tips though. We haven't heard that before. And, and no one's, I mean, no one's really talked to this podcast yet about wanting to write about a specific topic. And and that observation of, of, of you know, taking an idiom or a turn of phrase and seeing how you twist it. I mean, that that those are really good tips for people out there, I think. 
so um, John, we're gonna we're gonna let's touch on you. You run a really unique gig, don't you, in Bristol? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're told. Yeah, I feel, well, I mean, and it and it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, Sam Michaels is, I think, a bit of a fanboy for you, but he's <laughs> <laughs> he speaks he speaks very highly of it, and I've done it, and it's really good and really unique. But I mean, how? How did you end up creating this anarcho-syndicalist comedy night? <laughs> How did that happen? Because um, also, because you're supported by members of anarchist trade unions as well. Yeah. You could be like, hey, who, any, 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 uh, any wobs here tonight? And then people will be like, we don't out ourselves, so we're not going to say anything. <laughs> but uh, the, so that, we're just going to go deep into far left uh, in jokes. No. Uh, <laughs> But no, that's my niche. You know, when Nicole's talking about niche, (laughs) that's my niche. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but no, but how how did how did this thing happen? Um, It all came out of so Henry Palmer, who um, is running for councillor in in Bristol, and a good um, man as well. Good bloke, uh, doing some comedy. He wrote a book about gentrification, and um, he ended up interviewing the guy that runs this venue, this People's Republic of Stokes Craft, which is kind of like a community homeless anarchic art project place um very much in the miscellaneous category of uh of uh venues um and they you know he he mentioned comedy to them and they were like oh we'd love to do a comedy night it kind of came from there we wanted to do something a bit kind of special a bit different that would kind of hook a niche really kind of hook an audience that maybe wouldn't normally go to a comedy night um and also, I think one of the big things for us was that we wanted to pay comedians. That was kind of like a really important kind of like founding value was that, you know, there, there aren't a lot of paid gigs in Bristol. There are some there are some fantastic gigs and there are some paying gigs. But we were like, we didn't want to start another open mic or another bucket split. We wanted sort of to do that slightly more mm. uh, professional approach. Um, and, and also we make it, it more accessible to working class people as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that, that again, like with the kind of socialist anarchic kind of element to it, um, comedy is a bit of a middle class game, really. And, and, and if you pay, have, I think, I think the lack of payment. Is, I mean, obviously, this is. I mean, this I'm about as middle class as you come. So, but, but I think, I, I think the lack of payment in it is a contributory factor that makes it quite middle class. Absolutely. So. Yeah, we set up the night and we we gave it, we were like, we'll do three and see where we're at. And they were just, you know, we were really well attended. Um, we initially, we and as a result of that, we were kind of able to up our estimates of how much we could pay people and, and pay people a little bit more like afterwards. And, you know, there was a, a learning curve in those early stages, but it ended up, it, it is a really fun night. And I, I MC, or I was MCing every other one and I was it's one of my the highlights of my sort of comedy cycle really is um mm-hmm. is kind of getting to MC it because it's it's a buzz when it's busy it's such a, a fun night um it's very lefty uh it was never <laughs> it, it's we we don't want it we don't want it to be like exclusive we don't want to say you can only come and do it if you're lefty but you know the audience is sort of broadly liberal so it's we a have bit to like though of... i think it's good that we have though because we have i mean we have things like comedy unleashed which people have opinions on but you know it, it's i don't think there's anything wrong with having different nights for different people mm. that that seems to be and, and having an editorial line as well i mean you're allowed to do but you know that i mean that is part of freedom of speech i think 
Yeah, absolutely. Advertise yeah. to your people, aren't you? There's not, there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. You're, you know, once again, you're creating your own niche again. And also, and also, you're creating an audience that wouldn't. I think this is the thing people don't think about: is if you're creating an audience that wouldn't usually come out for comedy, that's that's a huge thing for the circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we no, plug, up, you know, we plug up at nights. You know, there's this, this the comedy kettle in Bristol, which is kind of like the database of all the gigs in Bristol. Like we plug that, you know you know so it's kind of not like we we're just doing it for us you know we do believe in that wider comedy community and you know people have come to our nights and ended up giving comedy a go people have come to our nights and started becoming regulars at other nights and that's all kind of part of but the wider scene really i think bristol is so good for that and i think in reading we're starting to adopt that approach a bit where people think about the circuit as a whole and try and make something good for everyone yeah, and I mean, I've I've moved to Derby actually uh, in the uh, summer, so think... <laughs> it's all a bit all a bit strange. But um, you know, I'm I'm looking at potentially. Will you be exporting night. the revolution yeah. to Derby? <laughs> well, that's the that's the plan. It's just a case of finding the right kind of venue um, and everything. And obviously, with all that's going on, that's a little bit difficult. But like, I've been talking to people who run nights here, and they've kind of got this like rule across like Derby, Nottingham. I think Leicester is kind of incorporated into like three cities kind of area where they talk about um kind of maintaining that balance between kind of like quality experienced acts and opportunities for new acts Mm. and everybody who puts on a night here is expected to do this balance of like two-thirds experienced acts one-third kind of new Mm. acts that's interesting it sounds a bit Mm. like a bit like um I don't know it sounds a bit like the unions being like it's a closed shop it's like I mean, the I, 70s I, bit, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that the balance is is right, but I think it, it's that it means that if you it's, go to a night as a punter, there is going to be because you you know it's there not is Derby becoming London though. That's and and, yeah. and 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 it sounds actually like a good idea. I don't mean to dismiss it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, it, it means that you go to a night and there's going to be a good back, good blend between some experienced acts and some new acts, and hopefully, you know, everybody in the audience will get a good laugh. Not that yeah, new acts can't make people uh, laugh. Community no, as well, no, you, amongst them, and new ideas are going to come from that community and new opportunities. Oh, yeah, sounds yeah. Like, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. It's building a circuit to people. Yeah. yeah, and when you're a new act as well, if you you go to nights where it's only new acts, you're not doing that kind of networking, connecting, and impressing people that you need to do to kind of take the next and, level. Well, and, no, and nothing kills a comedy circuit like too many free comedy nights. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, we need to leave on a more positive note than that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> John, like, thank you so much for joining. I've got so many more questions about this. Like, but obviously, we've got this a fifteen-minute interview. Um, yeah, of course. But the beauty of this is we can have people back. But anyway, look, uh, tell me wh- where can we find you? Where can we where can we follow what you're doing? Um, so yeah, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, John Matthews UK. Um, I'm currently I'm doing a this is a bit of a weird one. I'm supposed to be doing or I am doing a comedy presentation on the science of climate change at um the school of activism <laughs> in bristol yeah you can't I just know, tell right? jokes can you jonathan it has to be yeah. like anarchists like... <laughs> do you know this is one of those things as well I, I don't know if you guys have ever had this where someone says to you oh could you do this and you're like oh yeah great and then it's kind of getting closer and closer and you're like no uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this presentation on climate change is like you've gone into a tumbler and got like three different words out of like, <laughs> presentation i like, know right I, here we go very much not my idea but i'm up for it you know <laughs> yeah, definitely. great creative exercise well where can people see that 
Um, so that's through PRSC, this venue in Bristol. It's going to be done online. Um, all the information will be on uh, those, my, my, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, John Matthews UK. No H in John, two T's in Matthews. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see you in a second. We'll probably probably have you at the club at some point, but we can we can talk about all that of, uh, at some point. Anyway, uh, look, we'll chat to you, we'll chat to you in a bit. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Thanks, John. Bye. Ah, oh, what a great, what a great show you've had today. Yes, it's very nice. Very nice. I think I think I just like seeing another left wing people and I just get excited. I'm like, oh, there's a there's another socialist on the podcast. I my beliefs. Yay! <laughs> let's have a party about how we agree with each other. <laughs> well, I let's... think I think with today's show, um, we really needed to get the guests on fast, didn't we? Well, before <laughs> I before I just <laughs> <laughs> press the fuck out of everyone. Get, get the guests on. Let's talk about art because this is going to go sour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, look, let's have a quick look at the comments. So we've got uh, um, a fellow host of an open mic, the policy of trying to stop cliques and shoes. Oh, that's. You've read that. Oh, 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 okay. And then Graham's just said, I'm definitely going to go to her mo open mic. That's great. Well, that's this is what this is all about. Um, well, look, Carl, what, what have we learned for this week? Why are you putting it back on me again? <laughs> well, I can try I say what I can say what I think, but I thought I'd let you get a word in. Go on, you go first. Okay, well, look, I think I think Nicole has again captured the really important thing, which is about having something. If you want to write, do anything, have something you can capture those ideas in. Uh, Nicole said that. John said that. Uh, we've had people say that um, on many episodes, and you, you can't really say it enough. Uh, the idea that just throwing yourself in and having confidence is a key to doing this. I know it's, it's you know, we're not all naturally confident, but but self, you know, just getting in a habit of believing in yourself. I think that is a, a and also well, great I think I think I think that is um, it's, it's it's a very simple thing, but I think it's the the truest statement we've had on the podcast so far. And that confidence doesn't mean cockiness. It doesn't mean being brash. It just means believing in what you're doing, and people will people will um, respond res respond to that yeah and if we can all get in the habit of believing in ourselves i mean like even if you don't succeed as an artist that's not a bad habit to get not into a bad is it habit. <laughs> not bad to have like a baseline level <laughs> yeah i know so yeah we've got that we had uh oh, the idea of getting of niches that that are due to the internet you, you can find a niche and and be seen that way um nicole talked about that and, and john matthews is a good example of that mm -hmm. uh john talked to us about writing a novel about about uh just just getting stuff down on paper and not being too precise in the first draft and then building up uh, around those ideas later on uh he talked about writing about an idea thinking about this is this is an idea i'm i want to write about this and just just giving it a go and and then about a good technique is to take popular phrases or idioms and, and try and subvert them in a way that that's a, mm. that's a really good writing tip um that, that is style, isn't it? you know comedy is all about being succinct and if you're trying to have a go at writing something as attempting to write a novel you know which is a, a bigger project uh there's no there's not there's less time to be succinct you know just get it out there on paper and worry about cutting it down later i think that's very good very, very good practical advice yeah, we've got some really good tips. Did, did I miss anything, Carl? I mean, I know you've I know you've said stuff as well, but did, did, is there anything uh, else? No, um, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay. Well, look, well, look, we've had a great show today. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, please do. We haven't had any reviews on Facebook yet. Um, you can, you can. If if people don't know how to do that, you can message me. But if you go on the page, 
there's not there's an option to write a review if if you want to do that that would help the, the page help the show a lot we could get some more views from it but equally you know we're just happy that you're watching it and it's great that you're watching it uh please like us on mates rates mates we please like mates rates comedy but please like the sunday morning writing session uh carl you've got a podcast haven't you i do have a podcast Nick, <laughs> thank you <very> much. <laughs> this week's playlist with carl richard um coming out tomorrow evening it will be the mother's day special so there'll be a couple of mother's day songs on there just me waffling in between playing my favourite tracks on Spotify, so check it out. Cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for watching the show. Uh, we're next week on this channel, uh, Nick Bard on Twitch, um, and also we're putting catch-ups on YouTube. So thank you so much for joining, and in the meantime, keep writing. <laughs> Right, okay, we're still on. We're still oh, off. Good. End. Oh.